Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Castle Collective. And I believe that tonight we have the largest collective mix we have ever had. And I'm super excited about it. We got news very recently that in the near future, our beloved Disneyland, after more than a year being shut down, is going to reopen. And I think it got everybody, every member of the collective here thinking about my goodness, what are we going to do when we get back there? And so we're going to talk about that in a bit, but let me introduce you to tonight's members of the collective. First of all, of course, I'm your host, Sean Rapier. You all know that, but so grateful to have joined here with me. He spent the entire 90s going every night with his season pass with all of his friends. Nick at night, Mr. Nick. Go, go. How are What's you? <laughs> I said yo yo. That's like '90s, right? Yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. Yo yo, man. It's probably what you said when you were there. Yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. Awesome. All right. Also with us, she is the bright light in this group. No offense, gentlemen, <laughs> but we are so fortunate to have her. She is a former story artist with Disney Interactive, and she is the world's largest Mary Poppins fan. And she herself is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Heather Poppins, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. So yeah, I have an glad you're here. Mary Poppins. <laughs> yes, and a tr- you're a tremendous artist as well. And you guys, if I forget at the end, uh, remind me that we can share everybody's Instagram or Facebook or wherever you like to be found. Also on the show tonight, he is a former Disney World skipper, as well as he's done a bunch of other DJing and things at Disney World. He is a world-renowned DJ, game show host, and speaker. Skipper Rob, welcome to the show. Yeah, that should, uh, I should have some sort of like drum roll or applause. (laughs) So, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Skipper Rob. There you go. (laughs) Perfect. Rob, you're the only one with a disco ball behind you, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, you got a disco where you go. And the final member of the collective tonight, he is one of the hosts of the Word on the Main Street podcast. He is Sean Solo. Sean, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. And I have a crystal ball in the back. You do have Uh, a crystal ball. You have uh, Madame Leota behind you. (laughs) And you are the most authentically decked out tonight, Mickey Mouse hat and shirt. It is impressive. Do what I can. It's awesome. Well, this is our collective tonight and uh, what a collective it is. So we are going to talk about something super exciting. Uh, We threw out the topic. uh, If you were to go back, because we're going to be going back soon. It's been more than a year for all of us. But uh, if you were to go back and let's say you could only do five things. Five things, and this is open to the entire Disneyland resort, no restrictions, whatever, but uh, five things that you would want to do. Some of us put them in order, some of us did not, but we're going to discuss what five things. We'll see what crossover and we'll defend it. So again, I want to be clear though, these are not our five favorite things at the park necessarily, or the five things we'd recommend doing most. It's more like the five things we miss from the parks the most so we are going to start off tonight's top five i shouldn't call it a top five it's not a top five for everybody but tonight's five let's go to mr nicoletti nick at night give us one of yours or if they're in order your number five 
Well, I did do them in somewhat of an order, but I have to say none of these are a stinker. So I, I also want to put out the caveat that every single one of my top five things has a food pairing. For Pete's sake, you cannot just, you can't just follow the rules. You can't just, I have to have a food pairing with it. Food and Disneyland is my thing. I love food. Okay. So make it food or Disneyland. Well, now go ahead. So the, my number five is sit in and soak up the atmosphere at the blue Bayou while eating a Monte Cristo. Fantastic. But that's because the Blue Bayou is a restaurant. What else are you going to do there? That's perfect. Just give me some time. It's awesome, man. It's <laughs> awesome. All right. So what is it you love so much about uh, Monte Cristo at the Blue Bayou? It's it's kind of the total package because you've got the my favorite ride at, at Disneyland. You're sitting in the middle of it, eating probably, arguably, the best meal that Disneyland provides. And there's just a smell that you can't get anywhere else that that's sitting in that ride is Disneyland. And it's, it's, you can't recreate it. I don't care what the candle makers say. There's nothing <laughs> quite like it. And uh, so to me, that's, that's what I miss is having that experience that you can only get there. And little known fact, if you want the Monte Cristo, that means you're sitting there in the afternoon as they do not serve the Monte Cristo for dinner. Unfortunately, I wish they would change that. If you want to have one for dinner, though, you can, however, go to the French Marketplace. And uh, not French Marketplace. Where else is it that they serve the Monte Cristo? Cafe Orleans. Yeah, Cafe Orleans, of course. Yes. All right. So did anybody else have the Blue Bayou on their list? I did. (laughs) So I will go ahead and chime in now right there with you. I had the Blue Bayou on the list as well. And not only did I have the Blue Bayou on there, I had Eating a Monte Cristo. So maybe I will be sitting there with you, Nick. (laughs) Oh, man, Um, that makes it even better. All right. I love the Blue Bayou for the same reasons that you do. To me, it is one of the most escapist places. Um, And I know, Nick, you lived in New Orleans for a while. So that might be part of the charm in there. How, how, how authentic is it to new Orleans? You know, it's funny before, like when I lived there, it was in 97 to 99. And while I was in and around new Orleans, I didn't like spend a whole lot of time in the French quarter. I went back and have been back since. And when you're there at night, you have to kind of go at night, but when you go at night, the way everything is lit, it's almost identical. Yeah. And so as you walk around the French Quarter of New Orleans at night, it, it feels almost the same. It really does. It does. I've spent a good amount of time there. Never lived there, but it's a good amount of time. Pro tip, be very nice to your waiter. And at the end of the meal, uh, say, you know what? There sure seems to be a long line there at Pirates of the Caribbean out in front. Is there any way you could maybe walk us over there? And I have never not gotten that when I've been at the blue Bayou a hundred percent of the time, the waiter has walked our family over because you walk through the edge of the blue Bayou for the uh, accessible uh, line right there. So they'll walk you up. They'll take you up and you get right on the ride. So it's kind of a bonus. I love that. But I, I will say this, by the way, Disneyland's new Orleans square smells better than new Orleans. <laughs> wow. You got that right. So So um at, that was actually on my list. Here's the craziest thing. I have never had a Monte Cristo. 
Yeah. So that was actually on my list to have a Monte Cristo. That was on my list. But here's the thing is, I wasn't going to have it in the Blue Bayou. Can't you get it to go at one of the places? Yeah, Cafe Orleans. So that's what I was going to do. I wanted to go the cheap route. I didn't want to pay tip and sit down and do all this stuff. I just wanted the Monte Cristo and eat it on the rivers of America. So that was my thing. I love that even in your fantasy, you're worried about the tip. This is like you can do anything, Rob. Well, I just didn't want to make... Well, here's the thing is I didn't want to make reservations. I didn't want to worry about not getting in. Like... Like I'm kind of in reality right now oh, in the sense that so you know, I want a Monte Cristo, but I'm not going to get into the Blue Bayou because re- reservations are gone. So one right? of your things is is a Monte Cristo, though, Rob. Yes, because I never had it, so that was oh, on my gosh. list. It's good, Heather. Have you had the Monte Cristo? Yeah, I have. In fact, that is number five on my list: is eating the Monte Cristo. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so eating the Monte Cristo, Heather. Describe to Rob, the uninitiated, uh, what is the joy of the Monte Cristo? Oh, my goodness. Uh, where to start? First of all, uh, you are you eat it after you've had a very long day in the park and you've been walking around all day and you're starving. And they come out with this massive, uh, like this scone-covered ham sandwich is what it is. And <laughs> it has like... It has powdered sugar on top and it has like jelly next to it that you dip it in. And by all accounts, it doesn't sound appetizing at all. But then you take it and like, (laughs) and everybody like, I'm like, you have to try this. It's the greatest thing ever. So good. And they, they, I watch them like they take a bite and like their complete expression changes. And it's like, (laughs) it's a miracle. It's the miracle sandwich. You have to get the ham one though, right? There's one that's all cheese. It's four cheeses. I would recommend the ham one. Okay. It's literally deep battered, deep fried, like dipped in batter. And uh, Nick at night and I uh, are, we actually are a barbecue team. We do competition barbecue. And coming up, uh, one of the categories at a competition we have next month is grilled cheese. We are trying to put together a play on the Monte Cristo as our grilled cheese entry. So we're pretty excited about it. Sean, what's your take on the Monte Cristo? I love the Monte Cristo. I can't eat a whole one by myself, uh, so usually I share it. Nor should you. Yeah, nobody <laughs> should. It is gargantuan. It's massive. How much is it for just the one for the to go? Thirteen. Yeah, probably thirteen, fourteen bucks. Easy share. Okay. Easy share sandwich. Easy share. Yeah. Okay. But you also, if you're going to get it at Cafe Orleans, get it with the the palm frites, the garlic, and uh, uh, they are amazing. So it, really impressive that between sitting and having a Monte Cristo at the Blue Bayou or just having a Monte Cristo at the, you know, the Rivers of America or whatever, that it made it to four out of five of our top five lists. That's amazing. Because I've never had it, and I've never been convinced more with you guys. I mean, everybody talks about it. So, Well, when we do our collective trip together, it's going to be Monte Cristos for everyone on me. We're just going to sit back and eat Monte Cristos. It'll be ideal. All right. So, Nick, kick that one off. Um, Let's see. We don't have one yet from uh, Mr. Sean Solo. So, Sean, why don't you give us one of your five? I'm going to go ahead and just give you guys the obvious one right off the bat. Uh, I've already started typing it. (laughs) First thing I'm going to do, I'm going to head over to uh, New Orleans Square and get in line for the Haunted Mansion. Uh, Hopefully just walk through the doors. 
and uh, enjoy myself. That is my happy place right there. And like I said, there's a poster behind you of Madame Leota, and uh, it is very well. Well, and besides, there's an entire shelving unit of all Haunted Mansion memorabilia. So Sean takes it very seriously. Sean, tell us what you love about the Haunted Mansion. Um, well, I, I, I like weird stuff. <laughs> I like the paranormal. Um, as you guys, we've done, some of us have done a ghost tour together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just very interested in that. And I remember going on it when I was five or six years old and just blown away by the fact that they got all these ghosts <laughs> in this attraction. Cause I thought the ghosts were real, uh, which is the true magic I think of Disneyland. So cool. So awesome. Did anybody else have haunted mansion on their top five? Sort of. Oh, oh here we go. Here <laughs> well, we no, go. No, I, I have the nightmare before Christmas version. Okay. Well, yeah, that, we can, we can throw that in there. We can throw okay. that together. Let's go. Let's finish going through haunted mansion. And one of the, one of the, and then we'll get to nightmare before Christmas. That's awesome. Actually. I like that we have both on here. One of the interesting things that uh, Heather Poppins pointed out earlier today in our text group is that recently, Heather, you were at Disney World. How long ago were you there? Uh, just about three weeks ago. Wow. Yeah, awesome. Really recently. Rob, when were you at Disney World last? Uh, I was at Disney World last in February, uh, the day after the Super Bowl. Go Bucks. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, and yeah. see, I feel like I feel like left out. I haven't been there since November. It's been four months for me. So, um, but interestingly, Heather, tell us what you pointed out was different about uh, Haunted Mansion in the age of COVID. Yeah, they uh, don't have the stretching portraits room, or they do, but you just walk through it. They don't do the presentation. You just walk there. through it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, I have a spoiler. Uh, Haunted Mansion. Did we talk about this? Haunted Mansion, you can't go in it because they have a stretch room, which is an elevator, and you can't properly socially distance in an elevator. So yeah. I don't, I, I'm sorry, Sean. I, did I burst his bubble? I, I uh, don't want to uh, hear about elevators. <laughs> I don't want to hear about the inner workings. It's all magic. It's all just magic, Rob. It's just, well, it's just a room. all the ghosts have COVID, so. Yeah, <laughs> they can't. Uh, yeah, they can't. Uh, they can't put you in that room. And so, yeah, that was interesting walking on through. Um Sean, you have a unique way to enjoy the Haunted Mansion that you introduced me to that I have now successfully done once, attempted to do two other times and failed. (laughs) But tell us how you do the Haunted Mansion in a special way. Uh, So every time, uh, if it's busy, it's hard to do this. But uh, if if I can, I'll go into the stretch room. uh, Everybody gets out. I take my time. Let everybody flow through. I enjoy the the portrait gallery. Um, and then I stroll down the hallway very slowly, admiring the paintings on the wall and the beautiful weather outside. Um, and then I like to let maybe 20 or so doom buggies empty in front of me. And then hopefully nobody gets out of the, uh, the stretch room uh, while I'm waiting. But then I like to have about 20 behind me as well. And so I'm basically in there all by myself and uh, it's a different experience for sure. A little bit, uh, a little bit creepier. All right. So we did this at 
about one o'clock in the morning, which made it even more fun. You and I did, Sean. Uh, yeah. There were some people kind of behind us, but there were a lot of uh, there was a lot of empty space. It's really cool, and I've done it now by myself, where I just flat out said I'd like to. I've just told them I'd like to be the last person to go, and I want some space. And man, it is really creepy. It's especially creepy if you stop. If they, if you yes. have to stop and you're sitting there by yourself and there is no one around you, it is really, really something cool. about the the seance room by yourself is just very unsettling. Yeah, Not it sure, is. Sure it's why, super but... cool. So let's take a little bit of a shift and let's talk Nightmare Before Christmas with Nick at Night. Talk about that a little bit, Nick. Well, my wife is a huge Nightmare Before Christmas fan, so I want to. It's kind of I want to go on the ride, but I definitely want to take her with me um, and experience it. I I have been on the regular Haunted Mansion probably a hundred times or more, but I have never once gone on the Nightmare Before Christmas version. Really? I know there's more to the outside and the inside, and I, I guess that that's for me. I'm anxious to see that and experience it. Heather Poppins, do you have a uh, a preference between the two? You know, it's hard to decide because they're both a lot of fun, but I think I like the original a bit better. Mm. uh, I would too, but I I just haven't yet experienced the other one. So, you know where I lie on this one. Yes, I I know where you lie. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. So, I I was just about to say go back to an episode where we talk about all about this because it is Rob's favorite uh, way to do Haunted Mansion is The Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm I'm sort of with I guess I, I'm sort of with Heather that I like it all year as a regular attraction and then I love it at Christmas. And one of the things we pointed out, it's kind of funny getting back to Disneyland. Rob wants to try a Monte Cristo and Nick wants to try. That's part of it. It's discovery at Disneyland. It's wanting to try new things. And man, I just think that that is just awesome. So so we've got and by the way, Nightmare Before Christmas version is not just an overlay it's a whole new attraction it is so fundamentally i would say other than maybe the graveyard is not as much but the rest of the ride completely transformed i mean almost unrecognizable they do a phenomenal job so and that's that's what i'm interested in i i can't imagine the haunted mansion not being the haunted mansion yeah but at the same time i'm going to i hopefully will be blown away by their skill in being able to, to do it. And it's not, again, not an overlay. It's a, it's a redo. And that's, it's, that's it's incredible. It's Just incredible. wait till you see uh, the gingerbread house. Yeah. And every year you go, it's going to be incredible. Every year, a new gingerbread house and it's actual gingerbread. It's edible. But what was the last one, Sean, like 700 pounds or something like that? Yeah. They're, they're pretty, uh, pretty crazy yeah Uh, it's just it's amazing all right uh i don't think we've gotten one from uh heather yet other than the monte cristo that she piled in on heather give us one of yours Ooh, i think i want to do my number one actually let's hear it because okay uh number one experience that i would be looking forward to is walking down main street Yes. Yes. Especially at the beginning of the day, because you just enter the park and like they're playing the music and you get the smell of like waffles or cinnamon rolls, you know, the candy shop smell. And everybody's just like the energy. Everyone is so excited. And it's like, oh, where do we go? There's the castle. Let's take pictures. And there's just uh, a different feeling of energy to it. Just starting out the day. I love it. 
So a little bit of background for our audience that they don't know. Heather and I recorded an entire episode about Main Street, and then it had all kinds of audio issues, and we had to dump it. And it makes me want to cry because it was so awesome. But I'm committed to us redoing that episode because I love Main Street that much. Heather, do you prefer walking up and down Main Street in the day, like at the beginning when you enter the park or at night when it's close, like at the very end? Ooh, that's a tough one because at night it's all lit up and like you've just had this fun day and everybody like there's the balloons and the fireworks and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Yes. So there's, you know, Disneyland at night is magical. But uh, I think I like morning a little bit better because then you have the day ahead of you. You're just walking in and it's the excitement. Sean Solo, you and I did something so cool on Main Street. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, Well, to be honest, it's part two of my number five. (laughs) So, um, yeah, uh, I was thinking about like Disneyland's been closed for a year and uh, I never, ever thought that that would happen. And so some of the things on my list are just things that I, I would, I don't know, that maybe I haven't done or wouldn't like. It's just uh, an amazing like feeling, yeah. And and Main Street was on there, uh, but for end of the night, um, similar to what we experienced. But uh, uh, on Main Street at the end of the night, what I like to do is sit on the bench uh, that's on the porch um, and just watch everybody, you know, leaving the park, seeing all the kids asleep, being carried by their dad or or uh, passed out in the stroller from a, just an amazing day and uh, listening to that music, the lights are on and smelling, you can still smell main street, maybe even eating some popcorn while you're sitting there and just waiting until you get kicked out by security. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So that's your, your, so is your number five sitting, sitting at main street at the end of the night or walking up and down main street at the end of the night, uh, sitting there on the, on the um, porch. So, so Sean and I went and did uh, Disney After Dark, and it ended, I think it ended at one o'clock in the morning. I think it was yeah. over at one. And as everyone was piling out, the bench was empty. So Sean and I went and sat on this bench, and then just nobody noticed. And so suddenly the park cleaners were walking in and sweepers were coming in and we just sat there. And then finally a security guy walked by and he stopped and went, hey, what are you guys doing? And uh, unfortunately, he escorted us out, but uh, we were the absolute last people out. In fact, I got some cool shots of me and Sean, some uh, some selfies of Main Street completely empty, not a soul other than the two of us. Did anybody else have anything on Main Street in their in their uh, their list of five? No, I didn't, but that's one of the most magical things you can do. And Isn't it? I have a tip for that if you yes. go to Magic Kingdom, if yeah. you ever want to be last people in the Magic Kingdom as well. Bring it. You let's hear, hear that it? tip. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So we're talking about okay. Magic Kingdom at Disney World. Okay. So if you if anybody's going to Magic Kingdom, the best thing you could do, this is the best way to end any day, and I, I will attest to this, you get the last reservation at Liberty Tree Tavern. Okay, so you end your day with all you care to eat at Liberty Tree Tavern. So let's say the park closes at 7, you get the 6.30 or 6.45 reservation. You're done around 7.30, 8 o'clock, and you walk out of the park and there's nobody there. 
It is so cool. That is pretty, pretty darn cool. I have to throw another story on here and I'm going to, I'm just going to tell the, our audience that everybody is about to roll their eyes on video right now. But one of the times I was having dinner at club 33, we finished up (laughs) and see everybody's shaking their head and rolling their eyes, but we finished up and we wanted to walk the back way around the park. And so we started to walk around the back way. We wanted to come out through the castle and they stopped us because it was closed. We had just finished on, I think pirate. No, we just finished dinner at club 33 and we were walking out and a security guard said, Oh, I'm sorry, guys, you have to leave this way. And the guy who I was with, Nick was his name, not our Nick here, but another Nick, Nick goes, uh, Oh, I'm so sorry. We were just having dinner and he got out his club 33 card and he goes, we we're just having dinner at Club 33, and we didn't realize how late it had gotten. He goes, oh, right this way, gentlemen. And he walked us around. We were literally the only people in the park, and he escorted us. And then he finally said, okay, it's time to go. But it is magical after dark, that is for sure. So super cool. Any other thoughts on Main Street? And Heather, I 100% support that. That's a great one. Very, very cool. Uh, why don't we go over to Rob? Why don't you give us another one, Rob? Okay, so um, I've backed this up with some sound effects as well. So, uh, Of course you have. The DJ in Rob. Let's hear it. Of course. Of course. He is Skipper Rob. He is Skipper Rob. Well, they have announced that they are going to be doing some new, some new uh, show scenes. Which yep. I'm really excited about. I'm all on board with these show scenes. I'm all on board about e- evolving and changing. If people are like, no, you can never change Disneyland. Guess what Disney said? While Disney said, Disneyland is never finished. So I'm really excited. And I have to go there just because I have to pay homage to the Jungle Cruise. And also maybe see some of those show scenes for the last time and maybe take a photo or a selfie in front of those show scenes. That is awesome. And in case... In case you couldn't tell by the sound effects and the name Skipper Rob, we are talking about the Jungle Cruise. And oh, yeah. Sorry. It's the Jungle <laughs> Cruise. So cool. And by the way, your quote uh, from Disney of uh, that it will never that it will never be done because it will you'll always be building. I just finished a book uh, yeah. called Disney's Land, where he actually said that's always attributed to Walt, but was actually said by Bob Gurr. According to the book, I knit, ah. uh, we need to check into that and see if it's true or not. But that's the, what the book claimed. So first of all, did anybody else have Jungle Cruise on their list? I had nobody. Had okay, yeah. just Skipper Rob. <laughs> and and as a reminder, Rob, tell us what you used to do at Disney World. What did I used to do? What do you, what, what are we when are we hitting at? As Skipper Rob, <laughs> you were a skipper. You were literally a skipper. How long yeah. were you a skipper on on Jungle Cruise? Uh, about two and a half years. Yeah. Amazing. Please lower your head and watch your step. If you don't lower your head, lower your voice because this is a family theme park. <laughs> uh, and so, <laughs> you know, all the jokes. Uh, yeah. Love it. But it's always fun because it's always refreshing to hear the new jokes and hearing how other skippers do it. You know, one of the coolest things that they're doing nowadays is the 2-O-H, 2-O-H. H2O, no, O2H. Gosh, I'm dyslexic. O2H. And so um, that's like, that was like a new joke. We didn't do that when I was there. And so I love seeing how the the jungle is ever evolving. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. 
Very cool choice. And I would have been disappointed if Jungle Cruise had not actually made your list. So, I think Oh, yeah, and I also wanted to pair it with some Bengal barbecue because, you know, like what's <laughs> a the best Dole Whip? Of? Come on. <laughs> Dole Whip and a Bengal barbecue, you know. See? See, that's where we're compounding. That's where it's getting to be too right, much. exactly. Uh, I just I'm pulled gonna, a Nick. I'm going to throw out uh, one of mine because we've only hit one of mine so far. Everybody else has had two so far. Uh, and I am going to go rogue and take us over to California Adventure where we have not been yet. And I'm going to mm. say in my top five is Soren. Whether it's Soren around the world or Soren over California, which I prefer. Uh, one of the things that's happened since uh, since COVID, since the parks have been closed, is I find myself listening to soundsofdisneyland.com quite a bit and just playing music. And there are two 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 theme songs or two two sets of music. You know, they have the inline music and the actual ride music and everything. Two that I find myself wanting to listen to. One, oddly enough, is Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. I don't know why. That's not on my list. But the second one is Soren. I love Soren. I miss Soren over California. That's my favorite. They still bring it back sometimes. Wow. How can you not love that, right? That is as epic as it gets. So Soren is my favorite, favorite attraction as much as it might not be quite as quote fun as uh, guardians of the galaxy or, or other attractions over in that park. Um, that is, that is one of the five things I would want to do. And as I've mentioned on this ride or on this podcast before, I go to the park by myself a lot for just two or three hours in the evening, or I used to when I was an annual pass holder. Now they've taken that joy away from me. We'll see what happens, but it's a great one to go on just by myself. I just go on and ride it and, I love it. Did anybody else have Soren on their list? I didn't think anybody would, but that that one is that's a big deal to me. So let's jump over to Nick at Night. Nick at Night, give us another one. All right. Sitting at the Rivers of America watching Fantasmic while eating an ice cream sundae. Yes. All right. Tell us what you love about Fantasmic. It is a condensed fire hose version of all things disney <laughs> that's a great way to put it and it's right at the end of your day so if you weren't already filled to the brim with disney it will just push you over the edge it's a great way to rest your feet too at the end of the day um but new orleans square is just my my favorite land also so being there at night ice cream great show kind of feels like there's nothing missing on it Awesome. Fantastic. Did anybody else have Phantasmic on their list? Kind of. <laughs> kind of. All right. Give it us deal, kind it, of. It deals with Rivers of America. Um, okay. And it's part one of my number five. So I gave you part two with, with Main Street, but I couldn't decide. So I put two on number five. So sue oh. me. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, All right. I was giving some people some grief earlier about <laughs> doing this. But go but ahead. Yeah. Just just sitting in New Orleans Square with a plate of beignets or a bag, I should say, um, with with the jazz band playing and just watching the Mark Twain rolling by on the rivers of America. That's uh, I couldn't decide between that and the Main Street thing. So just wanted to throw that out there. All right. That's good to know. I I think I might be going 
with Nick because I actually had Fantasmic on my list. Good night. We are yeah. so going. Seriously. Uh, so Fantasmic, I actually had as number two on my list. Um, so yeah, I'm all about uh, Fantasmic. Sean, what do you love about just Rivers of America generally in New Orleans Square? What is it? What is it that's so magical? Because I agree that it is. Yeah, uh, unlike you and, and Nick, uh, I've never been to New Orleans, so I don't really have that connection, but um, I'm a huge jazz fan. Uh, that's one reason I love it. I love the music in the area. Uh, w- whenever they have the live jazz playing, uh, I'm a very happy man. And then, I don't know, uh, just just the feeling. Um, I think somebody mentioned a, a New Orleans Square at night. It's, it's just, a, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. And I just love it. You so need to go on the ghost tours of the actual French Quarter. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So <laughs> I've done I have done that, and it is incredible. Um, I I chose Fantasmic because, much like Nick, it's that microcosm where you get to see all of the uh, all of the different characters. And for me, I am a Mickey Mouse fan before any other character. To me, Mickey Mouse is is pretty much everything, and the fact that. He, he, it'll, it'll change when he has runaway railroad, but Mickey mouse is not really the star of Disneyland anywhere else, but in phantasmic, that's been his moment. Like no matter how you think about all the incredible characters that are in phantasmic, but who gets to fight the dragon at the end, it's Mickey mouse. And he does it with imagination. I also listen to that soundtrack quite a bit. The spray of the mist. I absolutely love. And, uh, it's just, it's an incredible place. Quick, quick side story on Fantasmic. Um, I have adopted six of my eight children, and we've adopted mostly older children. And we had just adopted a 13 year old girl. And we took the family to Disneyland. And we were, we were sitting there and trying to find a place to watch the show. And we got to talking to a cast member. And my daughter was wearing a pin that said, we're celebrating. And she said, they, they asked why she was celebrating. My daughter said, oh, last week I was adopted. And the girl said, you are kidding. What an awesome thing. Come right this way. They pulled us right up to the front and had us sit right down in front. When we got done, they gave us a, a Pinocchio no strings attached pass for our family, good for any three attractions to walk right up to the front of the line. And let me just tell you, that was pure magic. And while we were sitting there, we were getting ready to redo the all the balusters on our stairway. And we had a meeting with the guy the next week. We were going to do them in iron. And we saw the balusters in the front that they were twisted. I took a photo, gave it to our guy. And my stairway is all the same balusters as what they have at Disneyland, right there on the Rivers of America. So a lot of love from me for Fantasmic. Pretty cool. All right. Wait for it. Some imagination, huh? (laughs) (laughs) That just made Nick really happy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just picturing Mickey Mouse putting his arms up in the air. Man, that's about as good as it gets. All right. Uh, why don't we head back over to uh, Heather Poppins? Let's hear another one of yours. 
Okay, I just need to add uh, to the Phantasmic one because that was on my list. Uh, but Wait, I Phantasmic was, was on your list. It was. Uh-huh, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. I, I thought I had asked. I didn't see the. No, other. you did. You did. Um, but I just would say that I'd pair it with a turkey leg. That's the food. Oh, that I would have. yes. Wow, well, wait, take, heavy thing at the end of the night. Wow. <laughs> take take <laughs> your take your moment, Heather. I didn't. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I somehow missed that you had oh, it on your no. list. So tell us what you love about Phantasmic. Oh, I love the music, the music, and and all the lights and colors and the all the characters dancing around on the Mark Twain boat at the end. So uh, yeah, probably the finale. Yeah. That is the best way to me. I like the second show. I like that to be the last thing I do that night is when, you know, the second, when they have two shows and they have the second show ends the night, man, that is just Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, They've changed it up a little bit too. They keep, they keep adding more and they've changed uh, between Peter Pan and Pirates of the Caribbean on uh, the pirate ship. And man, it doesn't get better. Turkey leg. I would not have pegged you for a turkey leg fan. <laughs> oh, <Nope>. I love it. <laughs> I'm a big turkey leg fan myself. So, but everyone does peg me as a Monte Cristo and turkey leg fan. I need to work <laughs> on that. So, uh, why don't we jump over to Skipper Rob? Give us another one. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. I mean, just that, okay, I just got chills, folks, seriously. I mean, seriously. I mean, that is probably the best score out of any ride in any of the parks, folks. And uh, I heard uh, Space Space Mountain has a new overlay. It's called Pandemic Pandemonium. So I'm really <laughs> excited for that. It's just going to be amazing, folks. So that's what I'm really excited for is the new overlay. Oh, did anybody else have Space Mountain on their list? Nobody. No, just you, Rob. So we've talked about this before on this show, your tremendous love of Space Mountain. I bucked the trend by saying I actually like it better in Orlando. Uh, But I know everybody (laughs) says that to me, but I really enjoy it more. But uh, so tell us what you love so much about Space Mountain and why you can't wait to get back. Uh, One, that score to the the anticipation as you go up the mountain and you see the cosmic gallery spinning and then you hear the music behind your ears and then you just go i don't know it's just it's just the best dark ride best coaster it's so much fun and plus it's indoors i like being indoors out of the heat sometimes but yeah that does not offend me at all yeah, I would do. I'd start the day with that, end the day with that. So yeah, that's just my favorite. I love it, and, and it's really kind of out of my disdain for the one in Orlando, which is just so bad. <laughs> so, I like the Orlando so one better, but I like it oh, better it's... for different reasons. I like it better because instead of the let's squeeze you in like you are a five foot tall, 90 pound man that they have at Disneyland where I am, my knees are screaming. I can barely pull the bar <laughs> toward myself. Right. The one at Disney world, I'm able to stretch out my legs. So, but incredible soundtrack and one of the most incredible sensory experiences there is good choice. Good choice. Let's go over to Sean solo. Give us another one. Uh, so the next one, I got to ride Splash Mountain before it's gone for good. Yes. So Splash Mountain. Did anybody else have Splash Mountain? That was my honorable mention because I wasn't sure if it would actually, if we could. Is it going to yeah. be open again? They, we they said that 
people would have the chance to write it before they started changing it over. Yeah, yeah it's open in Magic Kingdom, so... So nobody it's else had it, only only Sean. Tell us what you love about Splash Mountain, Sean. Um, for one, I mean, it's, it's something... I mean, it, <laughs> the movie it's based on is no longer, and we won't get into that, but... Um, oh, we should get deep into that. <laughs> we love discussing politics on this show. It's just, I don't know. There's a certain charm about Splash Mountain uh, that we're, I don't know if we're going to get with uh, Princess and the Frog. I, I'm very excited for the Princess and the Frog um, redo because that's one of my favorite films. But uh, I don't know. There's just something, something about it, something uh, nostalgic and... Dude, how have you not been to New Orleans yet? You love jazz. <laughs> you love Princess Frog. Haunted Mansion's your favorite ride. Come on. I got to get there. Yeah. Uh, I, I love it. Cafe du Monde and have some uh, beignets. Oh, you're talking my language. <laughs> I've done that too. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Well, I, I just love it. And Heather, you and I have talked a lot about uh, what we love about it. And we talked a lot about music. You love the music of it uh, a lot of is a lot of why you love it. But Heather, remind me, did you love getting you loved getting wet? No, and, I did not. Love no, you did wet. not. That's right. You did not love getting wet. And neither do I. I I, I wanted to put and Nick, you and I have talked about putting uh, like barricades over, you know, umbrellas or something over it. No, that was me. Don't no get way. as wet. Uh, oh, maybe I not. love getting wet. I'm the total opposite. No, not love me. It. Rob, do you like, are you in the camp of getting wet or no on Splash Mountain? Uh, you love it or no? So this is what you got to do. I always tell people this. You just get on the front row and you lean forward and your face gets wet. That's about it. So um, also if you sit on the right side, you'll get more wet. So if you sit on the front left corner, you won't get as wet as long as you lean forward and there's less stuff. If you're on the right side, there's waterfalls and things that come over you. Well, you're, so. I think you're yeah. thinking of Disney World because <laughs> yeah. Disneyland is single file. Yeah. Oh, Disneyland dear. is one. Unfortunately, oh. you're on the left and oh, right no. side. <laughs> yes, you oh, are on no. the left and the right. So, oh, yeah, good point, Sean. Well, be on oh. the front and then just lean forward. <laughs> Super cool. Well, Splash Mountain is a very solid choice, Sean. Love it. Heather Poppins, give us another one. Okay, I'm going to give you my number two, which is a pineapple Dole Whip float. Oh, um, nice. Mm. And I really appreciate you not cheating by trying to pair that with a ride. Really good job. <laughs> cheating. Way to, way to actually follow the rules. So, yeah. so the pineapple, not just a, a Dole Whip, but a Dole Whip. So the full-on Dole Whip float. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With the ice cream, the whole nine yards. Tell us mm -hmm. what you love about the pineapple Dole Whip float. And I am going to, because you follow the rules, I'm going to let you tell us where you would like to sit and have that float. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, the tiki room. <laughs> yeah. There Sorry, you go. Nick at night, did I steal that from you? Oh, you did not. <laughs> did, oh, okay. <laughs> did anybody else have a, a Dole Whip of any kind on their list? I had one in Magic Kingdom, so I'm good. Yeah. I, I, my one food item was the Cristo of Monty. Yeah, so. well done. So what is it you love about a Dole Whip? And here's a question for you, Heather. You can now get Dole Whips at other places. Like there are places that advertise, hey, we have the Dole Whip here. There's a place in Pleasant Grove, Utah that sells them. 
I have holiday. always I have always avoided them because I don't want the Dole Whip to bleed outside of Disneyland. <laughs> to me, that is, I don't want to have a turkey leg outside of Disneyland. I don't want to have a Dole Whip outside of Disneyland. What's your take on that? Well, you know, they don't taste the same outside of Disneyland. Right? Yeah. I'll say it's the pixie dust. They put <laughs> pixie dust on it or something. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dole Whip sounds so good right now. You're putting mm. together a nice, nice afternoon or evening in in uh, the parks there, Heather. All right. Let's go over to Nick at Night. Give us one more. All right. I am a huge Pirates of the Caribbean fan. And I think I mentioned this before, but when I went to Hong Kong Disney I and they don't have it, I really realized how much I miss that as being part of my Disneyland experience. So without, without Pirates of the Caribbean, it just doesn't feel like Disneyland to me. And I would like to eat a churro on that ride. Oh, for Pete's sake. They are so disconnected. At least. Oh, no, you can find them there. They're at on least with the Dole Whip. It's Rivers of America. To- you, there's a stand right there. You could grab it and walk in the line. Yes. Nobody connects churros. and, But I will allow it. So Pirates of the Caribbean with a churro. All right. I love it. Um, who else? Uh, did anybody else have Pirates of the Caribbean? It did not make my list either, which, by the way, is. It's kind of sad. When I was a kid, it was my favorite, but that was, uh, I've told you guys before on this show, my grandfather was the foreman of construction on Pirates of the Caribbean, and I actually have his handsaw that he used whilst building Pirates of the Caribbean. Maybe I'll, I'll share a picture of it on our social media. He left it for me. I have it in my bedroom. And so I have the handsaw that helped build Pirates of the Caribbean. So I always have a nice moment thinking of my grandfather. But what is it you love so much about Pirates, Nick? I think it does kind of tie back to my fondest memories as a kid. That was one of the first things we could ride um, because we were tall enough to do that one. Yeah. And so that to me, again, it, it has a con- connection to who I was as a kid who I was as a teenager and now as an adult, but there is still kind of an actual new Orleans connection in that too, because the whole Lafitte pirates and and some of the stuff that, that is still kind of housed in new Orleans, the, the real one. Um, So there's, there's all these different connections to it. I, I feel like the, the way that the ride has evolved over time a little bit it shows how well it can actually endure. Cause I don't mind the new overlay from the movies. I think that some of those pieces actually work really well with it. I wasn't so upset about the whole change that they made uh, regarding the, how should I put this delicately? The, the profiteering off of the female yeah. labors. Uh, that, Not a fan. Not a fan <laughs> of, those, of either of those changes, but you know, go on. But to me, I think the ride is still, it still endures. It's still wonderful. It's still what it's supposed to be. And when I go in May to Magic Kingdom, I hear that I will love the original even more. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Once you ride it in the Magic Kingdom, Heather, do you agree that when you ride pirates in the Magic Kingdom, you only love pirates at Disneyland that much more? I would agree, actually. I think the one at Disneyland is longer. 
it feels is longer. It is for sure. So they don't have it at Hong Kong. Sean Solo, do they have it in Tokyo? They sure do. Yeah. How is it compared to Disneyland? Uh, I don't remember it being shorter or longer, but uh, they have their own version of like the Blue Bayou restaurant uh, mm, that cool. you sell past. Uh, so it, it almost reminded me of home, but obviously there's some Japanese involved. Sure. There's Rob, some, there's a different ride vehicle, isn't there? In Tokyo? There's a boat, just like. Oh, okay. Maybe I got it wrong. <laughs> Rob, what about Paris? What about Paris? Yeah. Haven't you been to Disneyland Paris? No, I've been to Shanghai. And oh, to Shanghai. That's right. Yeah, Sorry. Don't remind me. It's the greatest one. It's the greatest pirates ride in Disney kingdoms. And it was it's Shanghai closed for refurbishment. Oh, and it was closed. Oh, Rob. It I'm was so closed. Sorry. Rob, right. if it will make you feel better, why don't you go next? Just give us another one of your, one of your five. Okay, here we go. What do you think this is in reference to? Horses on Main Street? No. No. Anybody know what that song is? That was my guess. I have no idea. I know idea. the song. I Heather, know do you know? You look like you know. Uh, no, I was laughing at your horses on Main Street. Joke. I was just was thinking funny. it was maybe a clop, clop, clop. <laughs> could it could it be Toontown or anything? No, no. Oh. Anybody know the song? Who sings the song? I know the song. Dr. I know Chalumbum. Color has its harmony. And just like I have said. Yeah. Color, world of world color, of color. Oh, at well California Adventure. I have oh. never seen the show, and I want to go to the show. Oh. And I think that'd be really fun to see it for the first time. That is you know, an awesome choice. Yes, uh, Sean Solo, you have seen World of Color many times. What do you love about World of Color that will get Rob even more excited for it? It uh, it punches you in the feels uh, quite a bit. <laughs> Um, I got to actually experience the normal uh, World of Color, and then I went for the 60th anniversary, and they did like a, a Disneyland-themed World of Color, so they had Haunted Mansion, Tiki Room, cool. all that stuff, so uh, that was really cool, um, but yeah, it just, I don't know, they give you like the most magical moments of, of the movies, and uh, it just uh, really hits you in that, uh, that feel-good spot. It's very emotional. Heather, what do you love about World of Color? Uh, I love just uh, it's nighttime and it's California Adventure and they're doing the lighting on the water and it's just this the spray in the mist and when they have the fires come up, you can feel the heat of them. Mm -hmm. So just the whole sensory experience. I really love. It is awesome. And back when there was Ariel's Grotto, before it changed, uh, you used to be able to buy a World of uh, Color dining package. And one year for my daughter's birthday, I took her out and we sat outside on the little uh, porch out there and had dinner and then watched the show from there. And just hanging out with my daughter, it was a whole new level of magic. So I fully support it. Rob, what is it about the idea of World of Color that makes this list for you? So once again, I'm all about new experiences and doing things new. And I, the anticipation of just experiencing something that I've never done before just gets me even more excited to go back to Disneyland instead of being like, oh, okay, yeah, I've done this. I've done that. I want to do something that I've never done before. And I've just heard so many great things about this show. So, and this is the, probably going to be the most unpopular opinion. I am not a fan of Fantasmic. I would rather see World of Color 
Yep. Wow. I would rather see that show. Fantasmic for me, I did not grow up with it, and I think it is super cheesy and just like, oh, ugh. But also, I have, I'm, 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 I've seen Fantasmic at, at studios, and it's not as half as good as the one in Disneyland. So I guess I'm kind of what has soured it soured on me because of studios version if that makes sense because i've seen it so much and it's just not as good so i will say the studios version what i dislike about it is that it's in a theater like it feels very staged whereas you're sitting on the rivers of america at disneyland you're not sitting in the amphitheater so i will agree with you on that that disneyland's is better but i do love it all right crazy i did not expect that very cool. Let's move yeah. forward to Mr. Sean Solo. Give us another one. Yeah. So uh, on the theme of California adventure and of doing things you've never done before, I have always wanted to eat at the Lamplight Lounge. Uh, I've mm. never done it. I love Pixar and I love the whole theming of it. But uh, one thing I really, really want to do, and maybe we can do it when we do our collective trip. Um, there's a room called The Vault. Mm, I've heard about this. Yeah. And they actually like put in a code and turn the the wheel and it opens. uh, It's a special room. You're away from everybody else. And it's got an outdoor like patio right on the water where uh, they do the world of color show. And uh, you have to have a big group or they won't let you have it. (laughs) So I can't do it alone. So uh, hopefully if we ever get together at Disneyland, we can do that. And uh Enjoy that would be a sweet collective view. trip. Yeah. That would be really fun. Did anybody else have the Lamplight Lounge on their list? No. I yeah, I've never been in there. I've actually never even walked in. There's always such a line. Um it's only been since they redid uh Pixar Pier. Um that that's what used to be Ariel's Grotto. I've eaten at Ariel's Grotto 3 times and loved it. The location of it is phenomenal. So I also really want to go check it out. Didn't make my list, but it looks awesome. Do you know I know you guys uh, on Word on the Main Street podcast, you guys always do foodie guides. Is there a specific menu item you're dying to try there? I've never had the lobster nachos when it was Ariel's Grotto, and I want to have them, and they still have them at Lamplight, so that's what I'm going to get. Yeah, awesome. Sounds fantastic. All right, we're down to one left for everyone. Oh, except for me. I have two left. So I'm going to throw out there the one that those who know me will not be surprised at all. And our listeners might be shocked. Can uh, I guess? No. I am I am a 48-year-old man. However, one of my top five. Go ahead, Nick. Would this be the Alice in Wonderland ride? This would be Alice in Wonderland. It is my just favorite attraction. I'm going to ask right now, go out on a, a, a limb here and say, no one else probably has it as their last one. But uh, for me... There is something about Alice in Wonderland that combines all of the dark rides together. You know, you get the you get to go up on it the same way as you do with Peter Pan, but you're not up all the time. You're going up and down and winding around. Uh, Alice in Wonderland might be my favorite animated uh, feature from Disney, but there is just something about it that you're really submerged in it or immersed in it, I guess is the word. But uh, I also love at night when you're riding it at night and the doors come open and suddenly you're outside 
and you see the Matterhorn out there and you look around and you can kind of see that elevated view. And then you go in back in for the final scene, much like was discussed with, uh, with pirates earlier. I love all the new updates. I love the electronics they added. I love all of the, the uh, image mapping that they did. I think it's just awesome. So I know I'm alone in this, but I think that hands down, I always laugh that Peter Pan has such a long line because I really feel like Alice in Wonderland is the best dark ride anywhere. So if If anyone else has any thoughts, I'm open to it. Otherwise we can move along because I know it's not everyone's favorite. I thought you were going to say Aladdin 2 Return of Jafar was your favorite Disney (laughs) animated feature. Yes, as Nick knows, Aladdin 2 The Return of Jafar played a very important role in me marrying my wife. That's a true story. However, that's another story for another time. Fair but uh, but I do I do love Alice in Wonderland. If anyone else has any thoughts on Alice in Wonderland, happy to hear it. And we'll move along. Great okay. I, I no, I it. That's actually one of my favorite rides in Fantasyland as well. I, I just think it why I love it so much is they don't have it at Magic Kingdom. And so you can only experience it at Disneyland. That's why I love it so much. It's a great combination of the new and the old, too. They've added the new electronics, but there's so much old school stuff in there. And just I love the ride vehicles, the way they turn and stuff. And mind you, again, I am almost 49 years old. So to me, it's a it's a classic original and I just love it. All right, we are down to one left for each of us. Why don't we go, Skipper Rob, why don't you take us out with your fifth and final, what you want to do when you get to Disneyland? In a galaxy far, far away, known as Galaxy's Edge, with the greatest ride ever known to man, Rise of the Resistance. I thought oh you were going to say you wanted to drink blue milk, but okay. Rise of I've already, the I've already had blue milk. So yes. yes. All right. So oh first gosh. of all, before we get into why you want, why you love rise of the resistance, why you want to ride it, I'm going to go again out on a limb and guess that there is at least one other person here. Oh, there are two that have it on their list. Uh, Heather, do you? I do not. No, I, wrote I do it, not though, either. When I was in Disney World, so I guess that's off of my bucket list. But it was fun. All right. So Sean Solo and Nick at Night both have it on their list as well. So let's roll through it. Rob, as someone who has written it, uh, why did uh, Rise of the Resistance make your list? Well, it it's the whole Galaxy's Edge itself is just amazing, and so I get to walk through Galaxy's Edge to get to this ride. And so since I haven't experienced it, once again, it's a new experience. And I'm, I love to see how they do it at Disneyland versus Disney World. And mm-hmm. I love seeing how they do either ride and seeing what's symmetry, what's different. And I imagine the ride's fairly similar, but I imagine Galaxy's Edge, is, the layout is very different. Um, and so I'm really excited just to experience that. Plus, it's just one of the best rides you could ever go on in your entire lifetime. So, <laughs> Heather, have you that. been to both Galaxy's Edges, Disneyland and Disney World? Nope, just Disney World. So you've been to just Disney World, Rob. You've been mm-hmm. to just Disney World. Sean, yep. you've been to just Disneyland's. Nick, yep. you haven't been yet to either, but you'll be there in hey. Disney World in May. I have actually been to both. I've done both, uh, oh. both of the Galaxy's Edges, and I will say, 
Disney World is much bigger, but I have not ridden Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland. I have only ridden it at Disney World. So uh, before we jump over to Heather's and my thoughts on on having ridden it, Sean, tell us why this made your list not having ridden it yet. Uh, I am a big Star Wars man. Uh, I, I got to go with Sean here um, for my first time and the only time I've been and Rise of the Resistance wasn't open yet, so we only got to do uh, the uh, Smuggler's Run. We drank the blue milk, did everything. I just wasn't able to ride this. And Sean's um, being humble. I got to go with him. Sean got the reservation. <laughs> this is when they were doing reservations. Sean got the regis- reservation and reached out and said, hey, I've got a reservation for Galaxy's Edge. Do you want to go? So that was amazing. Touche. Yeah. So so yeah, uh, that, that whole land is just crazy immersive and i've seen ride throughs i spoiled it for myself but uh this this attraction just looks uh out of this world i, I don't know if, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that's a good good way to put it but uh yeah i just i need to, i need to see it awesome nick how about you why why did it make your list well i haven't seen either one of the galaxy's edge representations and I am too also a huge Star Wars fan. And I, I guess you could say that I've heard enough hype about Rise of the Resistance that it has me curious. I, I know that I, I really love the Imagineering show that Disney Plus had where they yeah. kind of got into that. And they, they kind of teased some of the little pieces that they were putting into it. And I think that the art form that Disney Imagineers have it sounds to me like Rise of the Resistance is just like their magnum opus for this generation. And so I'm really excited to see how they've been able to put that all together. And again, nerding out on Star Wars, but in Disneyland, I mean, this is all great stuff. The only thing that I haven't yet locked down is which of the foods I would want to eat. Cause Yeah, I was going to say, do, but, do, you want, do you want to do it while... While, while buying a souvenir or something <laughs> like with a lightsaber the tip yip is pretty good i'm not gonna lie yeah no, the I, tip yip is good as sean <laughs> mentioned the blue we, milk. we sean mentioned we are on a barbecue team together and he mentioned on a previous episode that the ribs were pretty good and i gotta put a good bit of weight behind that my teammate knows how to make some good ribs so if he thinks they're good those are some good ribs they, they actually are they're very good so um, but Heather, Nick, I gotta ask really oh, quickly. Yeah, go ahead. Have you do you don't watch the ride throughs? Do you go in just kind of no, not knowing it, or do you spoil it? I I only do ride throughs on rides I've been on, so I don't okay, even good. have the faintest clue what I would be expecting. Perfect. And I'm trying my hardest to to keep that. Keep it, keep it. You'll just don't watch anything. You'll just be blown out of the water. It's amazing. I'm looking forward to it. So question for Heather, because I've only been on it at Disney World. You've only been on it at Disney World. Um, do you remember most of the ride? Because <laughs> for me, it was so <laughs> overwhelming. Like trying to describe it, there is so much going on and it's so long. The attraction mm-hmm. is so long. Do you have a hard time remembering all the scenes or do you just have a good memory that way? Um, I do not have a good memory and I do have a hard time because there's like so much to remember. Um, and I would point out some key memorable parts, but I don't want to ruin it for everyone. But I would say I was just blown away with the technology that they used in, in this ride, which 
I, yeah, points and, for the Imagineers. And a little bit of background. I had not been on it yet, and Rob was going for his first time. And Rob and I texted each other that entire day. <laughs> yeah. Skipper Rob and I were back and forth. And he was like, I'm going to get on. I got my passes. And he's sending me screenshots. And I'm going, you dog, I can't wait. Tell me how it is. And he was texting me back. And and then I went in November and got to take some of my kids. And I was texting Rob. You're right. It's unbelievable. It really is. It is the most overwhelming. It's it's not even, it's not an attraction, right, Rob? It is a sensory immersion other world experience uh, it's just awesome rob i'm glad yeah. it made the list and for sure i got and to go Nick, on it twice and that was the coolest thing i got to go on it twice on that trip yeah so, how'd you get to go on it twice in one trip two different um, days in that same park no uh the guy that we stay with the guy who's my mentor who his name's elliot he uh he has connections to the park and he was able just to uh, get get us on. He knew he knew the manager the for for that area for Galaxy's Edge, and he got us on twice. It was amazing. Magic things happen. I will be honest. I did not get a reservation for it for me and my family. Long story, but we also got on it as well as fast passes for rides there should not have been fast passes for. So we had a pretty good day that day. Awesome, awesome attraction. Uh, so that's just about everybody except for Heather Poppins. What is your final? <laughs> okay, my final is Big Thunder Mountain at night. Wow. Okay, tell us why you love that. It's just lit up so beautifully. It um, really shows the rock formations and and the. I, I swear the ride goes faster at night. I know it doesn't, but it sure feels <laughs> like it does because you can't see where you're going and and uh, there's fireworks blowing off in the distance and stuff. It's just a great experience at night. So much better than day, though it's great both times. Is that the most different at night of all attractions? I, I think it is. Does anybody else have a thought? I think I think it's probably the most different at night because you're outside the entire time. Is there any mm. attraction that's more different at night? Maybe Matterhorn? Yeah, but Matterhorn, oh, you're, Matterhorn. In, you're in and out a little bit. I'm just thinking it's scarier at night. It's much Ma scarier. Matterhorn is much scarier at night. Sean Solo and I got to do something that's not normal and <laughs> you don't normally get to do at night. We got to go on the uh, the Mark Twain at night. Yeah. We got to take Mark Twain romantic, around the rivers of America. Romantic writer. Okay, I got to say, it's really funny. Sean and I were laughing because it really was. There was like a jazz band playing music. Uh, it was like throwback night for uh, After Dark. And then we got on there and they're playing this romantic jazz music. And Sean and I look around. <laughs> it's all couples and Sean and Sean. <laughs> we were just standing up. What's up? How you doing? Good to see you. I think I but, said... Uh, this might be uh, a little better if we had our wives with us. <laughs> yeah. We were both texting our wives. Hey, I'm having a wonderful romantic experience with Sean, but thinking of you, I promise. So, oh, that's fantastic. Heather, I love that as a choice. I always try to ride Big Thunder at night whenever I can, because it is, it's a totally different experience. Uh, we're down to just my last one and that's it. And my last one is fireworks. That's my last. I love the fireworks. Uh, a lot of times, like I said, I go by myself after work when I'm at my office down in San Diego 
And I will literally just go walk down Main Street, stand in the uh, partner circle for there for a little while and watch the fireworks and go back to my car and go home. The fireworks to me are so satisfying. And I love the old school fireworks. And I love it new with all of the not image mapping. What's the word I'm looking for? What do they call it? Projection mapping. Projection mapping. Thank you, Skipper Rob. Yeah, I love the projection mapping and the way that just the way it lights up. And the truth is, there's almost not a bad place to watch the fireworks. I've watched it from all over the parks, but kind of a cool tip. If you want to do something kind of fun, right as the fireworks are starting, uh, go up Tarzan's treehouse. And if you go up Tarzan's treehouse, there's one landing that looks out and you can see off in the distance and you can see the entire park and you can see the fireworks. It's, it's pretty darn cool. So Fireworks to me are sentimental ever since I was a kid. I associate fireworks with uh, with Disneyland. And man, that's another way I love to end my night is fireworks. You know how we know what I associate with Disneyland hmm. is not fireworks because of wind. Like every time I'm there, I swear, <laughs> like they never have fireworks. So. <laughs> well, for me, I get pretty lucky. So I've seen the fireworks there many times. And that is our top five episode. Guys, great work. Why don't we quickly, just quickly, give us the five again. Sean Solo, give us your five. Yeah, so starting the day with Haunted Mansion as usual. Uh, probably head over to Splash Mountain right after that uh, to just pay my respects before it goes to uh, Yesterland. And then um, I'm going to go ride Rise of the Resistance for the first time. Uh, And then uh, over at uh, California Adventure, I want to eat at the Lamplight Lounge in the vault room with all the games and and the the great view. Um, And then I couldn't decide between sitting in New Orleans Square with beignets, jazz, looking over uh, the... Um, Rivers of America with Mark Twain and everything, or sitting on the porch on Main Street at night uh, after the park has closed and people are filtering out of the park and uh, getting kicked out by security. Uh, so <laughs> Beautiful. And Sean, if people want to find you and they want to find Word on the Main Street, how do they do that? Uh, so like you said, the name of the podcast is Word on the Main Street Podcast. We're available wherever fine podcasts are sold um and uh i just created some stickers so if you if you want to buy us a churro uh, we'll send you guys some of those stickers but yeah yeah and you can hear all about it go check out word on the main street Mm -hmm. it is uh the disneyland podcast i recommend most even though i get to host this one i still recommend (laughs) word on the way better man (laughs) as the best one so thanks so much sean skipper rob give us your five so let's pretend I got the first reservation of the day. I'm in grouping one of Rise of the Resistance. So as soon as the park opens, rope drop, I go straight to Rise uh, to Galaxy's Edge. I get in line for Rise of the Resistance, and I get to experience everything that Galaxy Edge is. And then I make my way over to Space Mountain, and I ride the new overlay, Pandemic Pandemonium. And then I decide to go to my ever uh, my lovely Jungle Cruise, and I get a Monte Cristo afterwards. And then we head on over to California Adventure, where the day is winding down for the World of Color show. And then... I come back into reality and I realize it was all a dream. <laughs>
<laughs> but it won't be. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it won't be unless you actually have, uh, if you're a California resident. It yeah, was but... all a dream. <laughs> I love it. Rob, if people want to follow you and want to find out more about your game shows and everything that you do, what's the best way for them to find you? Best way to find me is on Instagram at Rob Frey or at my website, robfrey.com. Yes, we'd love to have you there. Beautiful. <laughs> love it. All right, over to you, Heather Poppins. Tell us about your day. Okay, so uh, this isn't necessarily in order, but my number five is the Monte Cristo sandwich, which I'd probably have for lunch at the Blue Bayou. Uh, number four was Big Thunder Mountain at night. Number three was Fantasmic, so probably I'd do Fantasmic, then go over to Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, my number two was Pineapple Dole Whip Floats, and my number one was Main Street, which you can enjoy very first thing going in and very last thing when you leave the park. Ah, sounds like a perfect day. And Heather Poppins is a very, very talented uh, artist and story monster that you are. Tell us how we can find you and watch your beautiful or look at your beautiful art. Okay, there's a couple places you can find me. Uh, my first is my Instagram, story underscore monster. And you can also find me at my blog, which is www.story-monster.com. Love it. And you got to go check it out. There is so much cool Disneyland and a whole lot of Mary Poppins over there. And so, <laughs> yeah, seriously, so glad that you were uh, on the show with us tonight, Heather Poppins. It was good to have you uh, back. All right. Day. Nick at night. Walk us through your your day. You want with or without the food cheats? No, add in all your cheats. In all fact, right. add extra ones. <laughs> add them where they don't even exist. All right. So my number five was sit back and relax in the Blue Bayou eating a Monte Cristo. Uh, number four, nighttime, eating an ice cream sundae, sitting at the Rivers of America, watching Fantasmic. Um, number three, riding the Pirates of the Caribbean while eating a churro. Number two, ride the Nightmare Before Christmas Haunted Mansion ride with my wife. And I did not mention this food one earlier. The non-toothpaste-flavored mint julep. Nice. The good one. Uh, and then my number one was uh, Galaxy's Edge, Ride the Rise of uh, the Resistance, and uh, maybe eating some ribs. We'll see how that all goes down. <laughs> I plan on gaining some calories. Let's just I, I love it. That sounds great. It sounds like a great day. And Nick, you've got a couple of new projects coming up, but uh, is there anything you want to promote or push? Well, we can go ahead and tease this one since I've recorded an episode for a podcast that I'm starting called Freelance Legislator. So just go to FreelanceLegislator.com and check it out. It's um, not available in iTunes and other podcast platforms yet, but it will be soon. And I will say that if you want to follow our exploits in the world of competition barbecue, our next competition is April 10th, that we will be competing. We compete in steaks and other beautiful uh, forms of cooking meat over a fire. And that is GABAQ on Instagram, G-A-B-B-A-C-U-E. And yes, it is what's in the, honor of the Ramones. So that's, what's, uh, the, what's the price of admission? I want some of that. Yeah, just swing on by. Come on by and say hi. We'll cook up some steak for you while we're competing. You got it. Yeah. Okay. I'm
All right. In my day, my day is going to start with a little bit of lunch in the blue bayou, sitting back, having a Monte Cristo and sitting there amazed that almost everybody on our list is having a Monte Cristo. So they must be amazing. And they are. I love the Monte Cristo. Yeah, the price just went up on Monte Cristos. Yes, because everybody wants one. I'm then going to walk across over to California Adventure and ride Soren. I'm going to see the world, but I'll tell you one thing. If they do have Soren over California open on one of the sides. I'm doing that because I like Soren over California better than world. I'm making my way back over to Disneyland. I am riding the single greatest dark ride ever created Alice in Wonderland. Love that attraction. And I always will. I'm then going to go sit on the rivers of America. I'm going to watch Fantasmic and enjoy the mist and the spray and everything else. And then I'm going to end by going over by the, uh, by the partner statue. I'm going to stand in front of that big, beautiful castle and watch those fireworks shoot off into the night. And that will be a perfect day for me. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. This has just been awesome. To all of you who are listening in podcast land, if you enjoy the show, you know someone else who's a big Disney fan, won't you please just share this show with them, tell them that they might enjoy it too, and tell us what we missed. We'd love to hear on Facebook or Instagram. What do you think? What are your five things? What are you screaming right now? Like, how dare you not do this? What did we miss? We'd love to hear about it. If you enjoy the show, the number one thing you can do for us to help us be found by other hardcore Disneyland fans is to leave us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts, which drives most of the business. We would love to uh, hear from you and to see those reviews. It really does help us get the word out. And I think that's about all we got for tonight. So until we see you in the parks uh, for the Castle Collective and on behalf of Nick at Night and Sean Solo and Heather Poppins and Skipper Rob, I'm Sean Rapier. We'll see you next time. Thank you.